after three weeks of it, if you implement intermittent intermittent fasting regularly, what you will find is mentally you are more creative, you're more alert, and you're more productive while you are fasting. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life Now, I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet, beautiful friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today, I am talking to someone who slid into my email and just immediately made me go, oh my God, this is the perfect person for the podcast. Ironically, a podcast about perfectionism. Um, But today on the podcast, we have Sarah Thomas from Burn, Fat, and Feast. Sarah is a personal trainer, a fitness instructor, a nutrition coach, and a business mentor, and also a mom of three. So she's like never busy. (laughs) Obviously, that's a massive joke. She's insane. Um, She empowers women both in her community of Nashville and all over the country to live their healthiest life possible. Her main focus is on opening up her clients' minds to the beauty within. I love that. And encouraging them every step of the way and empowering her clients to make their lifestyle their own. That's what I think is really unique about Sarah and her in her business model, her coaching model is she's not about like, follow this program. It's going to change your life. And it's a cookie cutter program for everyone. She is all about personalizing it all about making sure on, you know, on the show, we talk about personal development is personal. She takes that and uses it in her business tenfold, which by the way, her business is a mother effing empire. It is burn fat and feast. It is Nashville's most popular wellness program. And I didn't know if you know this, Nashville's a big city. Like that's a huge, amazing accomplishment. So in this episode, we talk about entrepreneurship, healthy relationship habits, when especially when you and your partner are always busy. She had a few little nuggets that I was like, ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal those. Um, building and maintaining healthy habits plus. Sarah opens up about her own struggles with perfectionism, body dysmorphia, and disordered eating, and how she overcame these hardships. So please know that if those topics are triggering for you, this might not be your episode. And that's okay. We have like 170 other episodes for you to listen to. So take your pick and come back next week. We will not be sad. But y'all, without further ado, uh, y'all, I'm I'm in Nashville now. Uh, you guys, without further ado, let's dive into this episode with the incredible, inspiring, v- vivacious Sarah Thomas. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Hello, how are you, Nicole? I'm doing so good. Thank you so much. I uh, there were so many things that when I first heard from you and your, your actually your podcast reach out person that I was like, Oh my God, this woman needs to be on the show so much. I want to give listeners a little bit of a backstory. Who are you? What do you do? What is burn fat and feast? Which if anyone's watching the video of this, it looks so cool. You're like your whole setup. It's very beautiful. What is that? What brought you to it? 
Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I am honored to be here. Uh, so my name is Sarah Thomas and I am a fitness professional, a fitness instructor, personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. Uh, and so burn fat and feast is my business. It was born out of necessity for myself. Uh, however, at the end of the day, what burn fat and feast is all about, it is for women 35 and older who have felt like they've tried all the things, all of the diets and the exercises and, you know, eat less, move more and every single approach there is under the sun. And they're frustrated because it has not ended up as a lifestyle for them. And so we allow women to release limiting beliefs. We allow them to heal their gut, uh, balance their hormones, increase their metabolism, of course, lose fat. And we have a step-by-step phasing process that we walk our women through. Uh, and we also have unmatched support and accountability along the way, because that is a huge piece that is often missing when we're walking through this journey, when we feel alone through a wellness journey. And so we like to put our ladies together in a community. So they feel supported and, and have that connection with other women. That is what a beautiful mission you all are on. It is so incredible. I want to talk about the limiting belief piece. Mm -hmm. What are some of the big limiting beliefs you see women come into this program with? Well, because we work with a woman who has tried all the things, she comes in with all the baggage, you know, all the, I can't, I've tried this worked for a while. I am not that body type. Mm -hmm. I can't do it perfectly. And I know Nicole, when we were talking earlier about your mission and my mission, what I felt aligned so well is that our motto is progress over perfection Damn straight. because <laughs> that is one of the biggest limiting yeah. beliefs that women have. Well, I tried this for a while and it didn't work, or I gave it three weeks and yeah. I couldn't stick with it every single day. And so from the get-go, we allow them to give themselves grace and know that it's never going to have happen perfectly. And it's never supposed to be perfect. And that is a huge weight off of every woman's shoulders. I just like mic drop. Everything you just said was so beautiful. And I, I think you and I talked about this, uh, and when we chatted before was like this idea of very black and white, it's all or nothing. It's this Mm -hmm. or that. And we see that so much in the perfectionism world, but I've seen it so much and I'm obviously not immersed in it, but in the diet Mm-hmm. culture that we live in. What are some things you see women come into this program with like that? Um, like I'm trying to think of how to phrase it, like maybe not limiting beliefs, but this or that all or nothing. Are there any other type of like really unhealthy habits that you see them coming, coming in with? Yes. Yeah, specifically with nutrition, I see women coming in thinking and being told for years and decades of their life that they have to eat little to nothing in order to, you know, be a certain number on the scale, be a certain size in their clothing. And that is the first like, okay, stop, (laughs) stop right there. Stop in your tracks. This is not how we're doing things. And by the way, you have tried this before and it didn't work. So we are doing this differently. And so that is a huge mental block that I see women walking in just nutrition alone, because that's, that's what they've been told move more, eat less, move more, eat less. And then, you know, years down the road, we're eating 500 calories a day. Oh Oh my God. What are we doing? What is happening? That is not right. That's not sustainable. We have zero energy. And so once I can get women off of that mindset, uh, honestly, I call it a mindset cliff because Mm -hmm. you walk to the edge of the cliff and there's nowhere else to go other than to jump off. Oh, and and that's, that's it, right. That's the end. You can't go further. Once you've gone a certain route and you've eaten nothing, you can't, you can't do it more. 
there's nowhere else to go. So we have to backtrack, but we have to slowly backtrack and we have to take those baby steps. And so that's all part of the mindset piece. Uh, But there's also a mindset piece in, in working out. And I see that from both ends of the spectrum too, of women who say, I don't have time or mm-hmm. I'm not someone who works out. And again, that's a limiting belief. Oh, I am yeah. somebody who does that versus the person on the other end of the spectrum who is saying, I work out two hours a day and I yeah. have to do that to be X, Y, and Z. And so we, you know, we try to mesh it all in the middle with all of those limiting beliefs. Oh my God. What an amazing company you've built. This is just so beautiful. I want to go back to now your story because how did this, how did this start for you? What was your journey into, I mean, I know you mentioned like you built it out of necessity for yourself. Hmm. What was the necessity there? Right. So I have a journey on both ends of the spectrum, as far as nutrition goes and weight goes. I I started as a child being very overweight. I was an obese child for many years and walked that path feeling less than, feeling that I didn't belong, feeling that I wasn't like everyone else, which is really a big deal when you're a child and you're preteen years most preteens want to feel like they just fit in. They don't want to stand out. You know, they want to fit with the other people, the friends, the group, the peers. And so I walked down that, that path for a while that turned into teenage anorexia. Mm-hmm. So went down the other end there, as far as eating really stopped eating for a long time, dropped a lot of weight and got a lot of attention oh. felt that was the, that was the thing, right? Everybody he says, I look amazing. I, you do suddenly am in the spotlight in a good way and thought, okay, this is, this is what I should do. Of course, years later realized that wasn't the way to go. I ended up in the hospital actually with anorexia. Um, that also turned into over-exercising in college. And we talked about this a little bit before too, mm-hmm. Nicole. I was on a scholarship in college that required me to weigh in yeah. every single week. So coming from a history of being obese, having an eating disorder, and now I'm over-exercising, that only snowballed into more and more and more yeah. of unhealthy mindset, unhealthy physical self. So that was definitely not, not what I needed. I actually continued to over-exercise for years after college and ended up uh, over-exercising as an adult. Mm-hmm. I went down the path of doing more, eating less, because again, that's what we've been told in mainstream society. That's what you need to do. Calories in versus calories out. So I was following that approach, calories in, calories out. I had zero energy. And let me just tell you, I was teaching fitness classes at that time, 20 plus classes a week. Oh my God. And I was three pant sizes bigger than in my twenties than I am now my mid forties. And I'm only working out 20 to 30 minutes a day. So my, my entire story, you know, all of that in between, I found myself just feeling totally frustrated, zero energy. I had three kids at that point thinking there has to be a better way to do this. So I really dove into a lot of my nutrition training, a ton of research about working out and and the mechanics of it and the neuro pathways that are built when we're working out and what we're eating and how that's fueling our body. And, and does timing matter with food and how does that fit in with workouts and the big picture, right? It's not just calories in calories out, but I I really focus on the big picture of how can we pull all the pieces together of wellness so that it makes sense and it's not overwhelming. And so that's where burn fat and V's was born. And like I said, it was for me. I started it for myself and it has grown organically since then. I have personally been on this journey of burn fat and feast for nine years now, almost 10 years. And the business has been out in the world for almost seven years now. 
what an accomplishment. Congratulations. So Thank exciting. You. Thank you so much. I want to go back to what were some of those big pivot moments? I always like to talk to people about like, what was the moment that made you decide like, whoa, okay, I need help because there's a lot of people listening that might be on that path or might be on the, no, I can do it alone or no, I can figure it out on my own. What finally made you say like, no, I need to branch out and actually figure this out and find resources and people who know how to do this. Well, I feel like I had a few of those along my path. And I, when I think back into my teenage years and with the anorexia piece, when I was admitted to the hospital was a big moment of, I need to do this differently. And so that's really when I dove into the, the nutrition piece of things, you know, I just, I was in fitness and I thought we're just going to exercise. And I didn't know anything about nutrition. My, my family didn't teach me that I didn't have the education. So that was a pivotal point for me for nutrition. Mm -hmm. Of course, after that, I continued to over-exercise and then college just led me down that the other path that I did not want to be on again. But after that into my adult life, once I found myself eating less, moving more again, and in that point where I could not physically make it through my day, Mm -hmm. that was it for me. I literally remember sitting on the couch. I have three kids. They are currently 14, 13, and nine. My two oldest are girls. My youngest is is a boy. And I was sitting on the couch with Wesley, my son, who was my third born. And he was a baby. I was nursing him and I was falling asleep. Not because I was a new mom and I was sleep deprived. I was getting plenty of sleep. This was a good baby. That's amazing. Right. I was, I was doing all the things correct as far as getting the sleep. And so I'm, I'm falling asleep on the couch and I thought I can't make it through the rest of my day. I cannot function for the other two children that I have, nor can I even make enough milk for this baby to nurse. I was totally depleted. I started crying. I remember my tears dripping down on Wesley's little face as he was nursing. And I thought I have failed not only myself, but I'm failing these children and I cannot continue to do this. And for me, it was, yes, I need to do it for myself. But when I looked into those little eyes of my kids, that, that was the moment where I thought no more, no more of this insanity. I cannot continue anymore. My job is to nourish my baby. And I cannot do that. My job is to be there for my other two children and play outside with them. And I didn't feel like I had the energy to do that. So from that point, I told my husband, I said, this is it. Big, big changes are happening and big changes have to happen here inside my own head first. And the, the way I started to go that, down that path was really opening up to him. I opened up to him, uh, went to therapy as well, but started opening up to, to my husband to tell him what was going on inside my head because I hadn't shared that. And I hadn't shared all the thoughts and the feelings before. And it was impactful for me to share that with him because he knew me better than anyone else in my life. And talking to a therapist was a different perspective, but talking to him was, you know, way, way more of an intimate conversation. Totally. I I see this all the time, not only in this community, but in myself and my past journey as well. Like there are so often moments where I was like, Ooh, feeling feelings or God forbid sharing feelings felt like unproductive. It was just kept going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And it was more, um, addiction to like hustle, that hustle culture mm-hmm. we're also primed for. And just stopping and sharing with my partner, like, hey, this is what's going on in my day, or hey, this is what's going on in my business. He was like, I cannot tell you what that means to me. And I'm over here, like, in a puddle of tears of just release, like, I can't tell you what this means to me. And we forget so often in this, like, go, go, go world 
to stop and just talk yeah. and to Amen. share. I think to share is a better word than talk here. Mm-hmm. And just hold mm-hmm. space, not only for people who are sharing with us, but asking people to hold space for us, especially in this um, community. And I actually want to ask you, like, how do you see perfectionism show up here? But I see that, especially like I, I can hold space for other people. I'm that person. I'm always the giver. I'm the what, whatever, but asking someone to hold space for me, no, that's weak or no, I can't do that. So I, I want to hear what are some other ways that, um, like perfectionism or that high achiever go, go, go mindset shows up in members of your community or in your story as well. Yes. So a hundred percent, everything you just said, a hundred percent, we, we all find ourselves just checking the to-do list, right? Check, yeah. check, check, yep. check. How much did I get accomplished today? And, and that's how we feel like when we lay our head down on our pillow at night, we, we job well done, right? We yep. checked all the boxes. Uh, and so I will, I will say that that piece carving out the time to, talk and share and be open is so important every single day. And I personally think it is more important as we get older and as life gets more chaotic. And like I said, our kids are with two teenagers and we are in the trenches. I say this all the time. We're in the trenches of how do we get it all accomplished and how do we continue to connect with each other? And that's at the end of the day, that's our goal, my husband and and I together is how do we connect with ourselves and each kid and continue to check the boxes that need to be checked every single day. And so that on that note, I tell my clients and I practice all that I preach uh, to, to carve out the time that some of the checked boxes don't matter if you're not carving out the time because you will end your day and start the next day with an empty cup. And we all know you can't pour from that. Mm -hmm. And so in order to refill your cup at the end of the day, we must carve that time out. So my husband and I go for a walk every day. Uh, if the weather does not allow us to be outside, we intentionally sit in a room like the dining room where there is no TV, there are no other distractions, and we talk to one another. And there's nothing else around us. We're looking each other in the eye and we are talking. Uh, we do like to go for a walk just to get the fresh air. And, and again, that's intentional time. We go for a 45 minute walk. And so that's 45 minutes of, of our time to really reconnect. Uh, so that's something that I tell our clients to do on a regular basis. I am firm believer in therapy. Yes. So that is a, that's another one. And I will say if I were to pick like the top three, the the next one would be to continually to tell our members, give yourself grace, give yourself grace and ask yourself, does that matter? Oh, can you talk that one out? That is so good. (laughs) Does that matter? So right. Let's go back to our to-do list, all the things in our to-do list, right. X, Y, and Z to, to, to do and accomplish that day. But do those things matter? Are they going to fill your cup? Are those items just things that I need to do because laundry needs to get done, but, or, or I should say, or are those items that at the end of the day, you will leave feeling like your heart is full. So rather than check off the laundry to-do list or make sure all the dishes are out of the sink at the end of the night, are you checking off quality time with your children? Are you checking off mental health time that maybe that's five minutes for yourself a day? Are you carving out 20 minutes to physically give yourself exercise? You know, those things are what are going to compound you and progress you forward. And we go back to the progress over perfection saying, giving yourself grace, does it matter? So does, does it matter that the dishes aren't done every single night? Do you want them to be done? Be done? Sure. Right. Sure. But does that matter? Give yourself grace, focus on the progress, not the perfection in, in every single day. I want everyone to go back 
two, three minutes and listen to that again. (laughs) Cause the thing I love so much about that, Sarah is it's aligned with values. If my values are not matching up with my daily schedule, daily to-do list or whatever, I don't, I don't know how much I love to-do lists, but like if my, if my values aren't matching, something's got to change. And I think we forget that like I, I, I work with a lot of new business owners and they're all like, okay, I need to spend all my time on social media. And I'm like, is that actually what matters? Is that a part of your values of your business? Well, no, then, okay, let's fill it with something that's actually going to give you and your business more, more forward momentum, let alone fulfillment. Right. Yes. And, oh God, I just, I love that so much when it comes to like, do you, do you do that specifically with like different exercises? Like, are there certain ones that if you're more of someone who's valued, uh, who has values in like long distance running or stuff like that, or is it, I'm kind of an abstract question here, but do you use the values in the exercises too? So they, they, the values themselves can relate to different situations. If that's, if I'm following you. Yes. I'm question. sorry. It was a very odd question. Yeah. How I answered yeah. how I asked. <laughs> no, that. you're fine. You're, you're fine. Following. Yes. <laughs> you're fine. Uh, so yes. So, you know, following the, giving yourself grace, progress or perfection, you know, do, do these things matter? Really? You can bucket those in whatever you have on your list for the day, whether it's a to-do, to-do list or, you know, your work items, so our women and burn fat and feast are from different phases of life. Some of them are working full time. Some of them have multiple children. Some of them are pregnant for the first time. And so, you know, some of our ladies are retired. So we have them in different seasons of life. And so as I teach these principles, your job is to apply it to what's important to you. And so what's important to me or my season of life may be different for you. If that makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. And I think that's so important to highlight because like, you know, we were grown up looking at cosmopolitan magazine and it's like, (laughs) work out this long and it's the perfect amount of time, drink the lemon water and it's going to make you lose whatever. (laughs) And it's like, if we don't follow that exact model, then we're doing something wrong. So I love how you guys in your business mold that it's like, it's personalized. Everything is personal. And oh, I just think that's so beautiful. I, w- I would love to know other than obviously burn fat and feast, what are some other resources you give to listeners who are maybe like in this? Oh my gosh, I do have a really unhealthy relationship with health and exercise and nutrition. What are some resources you'd uh, send them to? So we have guests that come into our community to do trainings. So it's not just myself, but there are other experts in different areas. So what I like to do with our members is really listen to them. We, you know, send out surveys. We have mentors that are assigned a certain groups within our program, depending on where, you know, where you are in the program and those mentors, uh, communicate with our members via zoom and email. And so they're getting feedback as well from the members. And so what we do a really good job with is listening, listening to what they need at that time. And what I found is that most of our members need something very similar at certain times of the year, no matter what their season of life is. And so we have a lot of guests that come into our community. So they get educational trainings, not only from me, but if I feel like I can't speak on this, I'm not the expert in this, this area, uh, then we, we pull somebody else in. So we have a nutritionist on staff who will pull in for, uh, eating issues, disorders, intuitive eating versus binging and that sort of thing. And then We'll, you know, we'll have different guests come in for mindset trainings Mm -hmm. and, uh, depending again, depending on what it is that they need hormones, metabolism, all the things under the sun. Amazing. Is there anything that like around this time of year is pretty typical? Like people normally like to see. So this is summer as we're Mm -hmm. recording. This is the first of summer and our ladies want to know how can I continue to live this lifestyle, go on all my vacations (laughs) and still love my vacation, indulge and come back home and not feel 
oh, so guilty. <laughs> Can you give us a little is, peek behind the curtain? What's your yeah. advice to that? I'm yeah, so curious. Uh, yeah, that is, that is the top on, on everyone's mind. And so I give lots of different tips. Some of them would not necessarily make sense unless you knew, you know, what exactly what we teach behind the scenes. However, I do tell my clients number one, to move their body every day, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be the workout that is listed for the day. You simply have to move, just keep your body in motion, a body in motion, stays in motion. And so we, again, go back to that progress over perfection. You don't have to do the strength training workout or the whatever workout it is that day. You just need to continue to move because you'll feel better. Number one, number two, you'll come home and you're just going to jump right back into that schedule that we have listed for them. Uh, And then as far as nutrition goes, we implement some intermittent fasting, different ways throughout our program. And so that second tip that I give them is to implement our intermittent fasting techniques on the first few days of their vacation, because let's be honest here on vacation, we are more strict when we go to vacation. So the first two days, two, three days, but as we are on vacation, we relax more and more and more and more. (laughs) And those, uh, those, the food, all the things just, you know, we just, we settle in, we settle into vacation. And so I remind our clients, if you can stay on plan ish for the first two or three days, then you don't have to worry about it the rest of your vacation. If you've been listening to the show, or if you're just a living, breathing person in the 21st century, odds are that you're a perfectionist. But did you know that there are three different types of perfectionism? After working with perfectionists for the past two years and being one myself for uh, longer than that, I would have to be an ostrich with my head stuck deep in the sand to not realize that there are different styles of perfectionism, each one with their own self-sabotaging patterns. To find out which perfectionist type you are, plus learn helpful next steps that will get you out of those patterns of self-destruction, take the free quiz by following the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. Now on to the episode. Uh, Give a little reader's digest of what intermittent fasting is because it's something a lot of us have heard and maybe some people in the audience are very familiar with. But I know if a lot of people are like, like me and have heard of it, but don't know all the details around it, what would be your overview of what intermittent fasting is? Right. So there are so many different types of intermittent fasting. Number one, uh, number two, we implement intermittent fasting differently. So we use different approaches to intermittent fasting throughout the program. And we do that because as we get older, especially women 40 and older, if you implement intermittent fasting every single day, it could damage your metabolism and hormones. So I just wanted to give that as a side note first, because I do know a lot of people will number one, Google it if they don't know what it is right now, (laughs) or, or they're like, Oh, I do that every single day. I just get breakfast. And so just a disclaimer, if you are a woman in your forties or beyond, and you are implementing intermittent fasting every single day, I highly recommend that you change that up. So let me go back and tell you what intermittent fasting is. Intermittent fasting is a timed eating. Basically you have periods of the day where you're fasting, meaning you're not eating food and you have periods of the day where you are feeding you're Mm -hmm. eating. So you have a feeding window, a window of time where you're eating and a window of time when you're not eating. The good news is for intermittent fasting, your sleeping hours, you're fasting. So (laughs) when you think like one of the most uh, common ways to do intermittent fasting is a 16, eight protocol, meaning you're fasting 16 hours and you're eating in an eight hour window. And thinking about that, you could think, Oh, wow, 16 hours. That's a long time. But if you're sleeping for eight hours, you've already done half of that time while you're sleeping. Yeah. And then if you tag on, you know, before you go to sleep at night and you tag on a few hours, when you wake up in the morning, boom, you're done. You've made it 16 hours. So that that's it. Intermittent fasting is not a diet. And I will give one more disclaimer on this because 
I have women that come to me every single day and say, I tried intermittent fasting and it worked for a little while. I just skipped breakfast. Intermittent fasting is not about skipping breakfast. Number one, it is about taking your meals, your three meals a day and pulling them into that eight hour window. If you're doing a 16, eight protocol. So it's not a diet. It is simply a time frame of eating. That's it. What are the benefits of it? And like, um, yeah. What, what are the mental and physical benefits mm. of it? There are so many health benefits. And we talk about this inside burn fat and feast as well, but I'll give you my, my top few number Beautiful. one, your mental health. So while you're intermittent fasting and now <laughs> I think I should give another disclaimer for this. <laughs> the first few times that you implement intermittent fasting, you probably will not feel amazing because your body's in shock, right? It's something different. Totally, yeah. Your, your stomach's going to be talking to you. However, if you give it a, a, some time and I always say, go by the three week rule after three weeks of it, if you implement intermittent intermittent fasting regularly, what you will find is mentally you are more creative, you're more alert, and you're more productive while you are fasting. And when I say this every single time, my clients say, oh, right, maybe for you, but not for me, I'm going to be hangry. So I just like, dare you see right through me like that, right? (laughs) Trust the process, (laughs) but it's true. And, and I love those days that our clients come to us and say, you were right. You were right. I get it now. I'm getting so much accomplished during that fasting window. And again, it's not about checking the boxes, but it's about what is meaningful in your day that you want to do, whether that's creating something within your work, whether that is really digging into reorganizing something in your house, you know, whatever that creative piece is, that's the time that we really need to do it. Uh, intermittent fasting also is great for your gut health. And so that's a little bit more of the physical piece of it. Most of us, when I say most of us, uh, as Americans, 90% of Americans have inflammation and inflammation can show up very different ways, but most commonly it is due to what we are eating and what we're putting in our body. And so that inflammation can show up in our gut. It can show up in our joints, many different brain fog, you know, the list goes on and on. But one of the great benefits of intermittent fasting is it allows our body on the inside, our gut to reset and really refuel itself. And so you're allowing your digestive system to rest while you're fasting. And the, the standard American diet tells you eat every two hours, eat breakfast and a snack and a lunch and a snack and a dinner, you know, eat all day long. And when we do that, we never allow our body to digest, uh, to have digestive rest. And so we don't allow it to rest. It doesn't have time to repair. And so that is huge for most of us. Now I know everybody wants to hear about, you know, the fat loss benefits, and that is a side effect. I will go yeah. back and say intermittent fasting is not a fat loss tool. And that's one of the first things I tell my clients. I love that. Yeah. Don't focus mentally on that being a fat loss tool. We're focusing on what's most important, yeah. the inside health benefits of intermittent fasting. It's also actually been researched a lot for chemotherapy patients, for cancer patients, for healing. And so there's, there's so many amazing health benefits to intermittent fasting. I am not a doctor and I'm not recommending that anybody that's doing chemotherapy obviously do this. However, there's lots of research behind that as well. That is in incredible. Cause, um, many, many years ago I did whole 30 for on and off for three years. And while I don't do it anymore specifically, just cause I don't see that as a long-term lifestyle choice. Um, the way of intentionally choosing my food, intentionally choosing when I wanted to eat, intentionally choosing what it was going to be healed my relationship so much with food because I had hit that point where the inflammation, where the, the 3am McDonald's snacks, it didn't help me anymore. So it's like, I was at that point where I was like, okay, I gotta get, I gotta change in some way. And being able to really look at food as a place of fuel and a place of how can this 
help me, which as you and I talked about on our call, I was also out of school that did weigh-ins. I did not have a healthy relationship with food. I was anorexic for many, many years. Um, that giving myself that opportunity to be like, what if I viewed this as something that helped me rather than something I need to look and be a certain way. And it changed my life completely. And it's just like, it's just changing the mindset around Mm -hmm. food as something to help you. And I kind of, I love that that's a benefit of intermittent fasting. It's like, oh, this is something you're choosing really intentionally that helps you feel better, helps the brain fog, helps the inflammation. And I, th- I think that that's, it's such a slippery slope. I feel like there's like the obsessive side of it, but then there's the like, oh wait, this is actually really helpful. And when you're able to step into that helpful side, I'm sure you've seen this time and time again, it changes your life. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And I love the word that you just used intentional mm-hmm. because we can use that in all aspects of our wellness journey, yeah. whether we're talking about mental health, our relationships, physical health. If we're intentional about what it is that we want out of our day, out of our life, we succeed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and simple. We have, we have to be intentional about that. Doesn't mean that as one more thing on your plate every day, but just having the intentionality behind it makes the world of a difference. And when we are talking about intermittent fasting, the other piece that I feel is so important and often left out. And, and, and again, we can look at this in so many aspects of life is education. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> many of out, us please. just don't know. We, <laughs> yes. some of us, we just don't know, right. We don't know the power of therapy until we learn about it or until we do it. We don't know the power of intermittent fasting until not only we do it, but we understand, like I was just telling you about some of the health benefits. If you don't understand the education behind it, Number one, you don't have that knowledge to learn and grow and to be a better you. But number two, you're not sticking with it because yeah. you don't know why yes. you're doing it. So that that why piece, why you're doing it behind just the how that anybody can find the how. How do I how do I do X? How do I do Z? We can find that anywhere. But why? Why are we doing that? That's what helps us learn and grow. And in my opinion, everything in life. Well, to, to piggyback off that, a really good example is new year's resolutions. What's mm-hmm. like 90% of the population's new year's resolutions for many, many years, go to the gym, lose weight, get fit, whatever you want to call it. But by January 30th, people are like, I'm done. I'm good. It's just because they were focusing on the, how they were just Absolutely. focusing on the get up, go to the gym. Oh, I don't want to go to the gym. Meh. But the why behind it, I, ta- I was literally talking about this with a client today. If we just focused on going to the gym, we'd be miserable. Not because we don't like going to the gym, but just because we're focusing on that action. But if we focused on how it would feel to open up a pickle jar by yourself and be like, I'm the Hulk, that's <laughs> a great feeling for me. That's my why behind going to the gym. I love opening up jars by myself. It makes me feel very strong. Right. But for some people, it might be like, I like live life, like living longer, you know, <laughs> yeah. like a normal human yeah. reason. But- exactly. Exactly <laughs> though. And all of our whys are different, but if we don't have the why we just have the, well, I want but I don't know why then, then we're lost. And I think that's like, like you were saying, I think that's important in every single aspect. And I I kind of tied in, I have a question for you. What are, for, for anyone who's listening, who's like, I don't have a skewed relationship with health and exercise. I don't have a skewed relationship with mental health in that way. What are some like hidden habits, hidden thought patterns, hidden areas where people might not realize, oh, I actually probably should do some tweaking, or I probably should seek some help before this gets to that bad place. That's a really good question. Nicole. (laughs) Juicy. Thank you. Hey, I can go so many different ways here. So it depends on the person because some people feel like they 
are making excuses and they are not in denial. The fact that they're maybe making an excuse of why they cannot work out or why they can't afford healthy food. And so they they have a, um, I'm not really sure how to say it, but they have, they, they're aware they're, they're aware of where they are. They have limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Some people feel that they are okay. I am, I'm eating. I hear this a lot. I'm eating fairly healthy. I'm working out. So for those people who don't see that they have certain certain issues. Number one is, are you doing the same thing day in and day out? So if you want to see a change or feel a change and you continue to do the same thing day in and day out, right? That's, that's the definition of insanity doing the same thing, right? (laughs) Every day. And so if, if you want something different, you need to do something different. And so if you feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but the change isn't happening to you inside, outside, then that's a time to say, okay, maybe I should tweak one of the things. Maybe I should drink more water. Maybe I should get more sleep. And so when you start digging in, it's not all, it's not always about how you're working out. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's about how long you're working out. Sometimes when people say I'm eating fairly healthy and I say, okay, have you ever tracked your macronutrients? And they say, nope. Yep. But I eat some healthy food. Uh, and once they start tracking those macronutrients, then they realize, okay, well, it's maybe it's not as good as I thought, or yeah. I thought I was eating really low carb and I'm not, yeah. or I thought that was how I should eat to lose weight. And I'm actually not doing that. Oh, uh, and then one. you can dig into the sleep. So, okay, how are you sleeping? How are you, how are you uh hydrating? And what about your stress? Those, those pieces aside from the fitness and the nutrition part, I like to dig in to clients and even before they become clients, because those pieces are huge, your stress, your sleep, your hydration, that's huge. And that impacts your, your fat loss and your overall well-being and yeah. your mental clarity, even more than eating a carrot every day. <laughs> Slap that on a t-shirt, Sarah. That was so good. <laughs> It's so true. I mean, like there's so many studies right now going around about how high stress Mm -hmm. leads to a shorter lifespan, whether it's because of a terminal disease popping up or just like a random occurrence, or you just drop dead at 80, like there, the high levels of cortisol on your body with the stress hormone is just like, it's not healthy. And yet, and this infuriates me. And I wonder if it infuriates you too. Maybe it's a terrible way of asking that question. (laughs) we live in a society that so glorifies it. Mm. And what you're saying is like healthy intentionality. And I think intentionality goes hand in hand with slowing the fuck down. Yes. Yep. And it's so counterintuitive, but slowing down, allowing for that intentionality gives you less stress, more time to drink water, more time to like relax, rest, do some meditation, Mm -hmm. lay on the couch, like go do a 20 minute workout. There's like, there's just so many benefits. And I want to highlight this piece because perfectionists, especially I see this day in day out, it's like slamming your foot on the gas. Mm -hmm. So I really want to tie in how that also plays into health and wellness as well. Absolutely. hundred percent agree with that. I think that more and more and now more than ever, we almost thrive on the stress level. Yeah. And it's a badge of honor. Yes. Oddly. Right. <laughs> oh, did you, did you get five hours of sleep? Cause I only got five hours of sleep and I'm stressed out and I've got to drink six cups of coffee. And it's, it's like, we, we want to, and I say, we, you know, very generally, yeah. generally here. Right. But we want to tell everyone how stressed we are and how much we have to do and how we didn't sleep well and how we don't have time to think about how we're eating and why. Yeah. Why we are literally killing ourselves from the inside out. And 
unless we stop, like you said, yeah. and take a moment and intentionally remind ourselves of what is most important. If we are not sleeping well, we are cutting our life short. Yeah. And if you cut your life short, what does that mean for the people that you love? for your children, for maybe even your parents. So if you are cutting your life short, are you really fulfilling your purpose? Yeah. I literally, I was listening to a speaker. It was many, many years ago, but they were saying like, you really only need to sleep four hours a night. Anyone else, you're just like, you're just wasting your life away, blah, blah, blah. I could have gone on stage and slapped him <laughs> like right. because there's so, and you're touching on this beautifully. Like there's so many studies right now that are like, sleep is one of the number one things you can do for your health. Mm -hmm. And yet you're so right. There's this badge of honor around who can be the busiest. Oh, I didn't sleep very well. Or, Oh, I only got five hours of sleep because I was working and I'm going to get to my goals so much faster than you. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, I, personally, I refuse to hang out with those people anymore because Mm -hmm. I just, I can't be around the energy and rate is so toxic. And I fell right into it. It was addictive. And, oh God, I could talk about this subject. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) It it is absolutely addictive. And I will speak as an entrepreneur myself, as well as a wife to one. My husband is also an entrepreneur that we have to keep each other in check on this of we have to carve out that time, that downtime. And not only just, you know, to, to reconnect, like I was saying earlier, but the downtime to just be, yeah, to be, to not talk business, to not think through what's next or how to make things better or, or anything like that, but to just be. And so I would say if you struggle with that, or if you struggle, there are so many people that struggle with the fact that if they have a day where they don't have a lot going on, they feel like they need to fill the space, right? Mm-hmm. Feel it. They're lazy and that'll make them unworthy of love or yes. whatever it is. Yep. Yes. Yep. 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 yep, yep. And, and again, I see this just like anything else that you're working on in your life as having that accountability and that support. And so to find somebody who will hold you accountable to have the day to be. Yeah. Um, have you guys always done that? The two of you in your, uh, in your marriage with both being entrepreneurs, or is that something you guys implemented? We uh, have, we have failed forward every step of the way. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So we no, you know, you, you learn, you write, you learn Mm -hmm. from, from doing and doing it wrong and, and trying to be better. We are very, uh, both of us are are very much personal development type of people. Yes. So we're always digging into how we can be better as individuals, how we can be better as parents and as a couple. So we're always working on it. Yeah. And it's not something that we just woke up one day and, and we're amazing at, but we both know that we, we can have that tendency to go towards the work, work, work yeah. mindset and go, go, go. Uh, so we have to continually remind our, ourselves, each other, how to slow down. And step one for, for us was just to carve out the time to be together, to mm-hmm. talk through the day, like I said earlier. And then step two was carve out the time to just be together, but that's it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I could talk to you literally for hours on this subject. And I also want to be respectful of your time. You're fine. Um, I, I always ask these two questions to every single podcast guest is our segments. And that is first and foremost, what is a way you were imperfect this week? Oh, so many ways. <laughs> so <laughs> as, as a recovering perfectionist, I always at the end of my day kind of think through what I feel proud of what I did well and what I feel like I could work on. So not, you know, what was perfect and wasn't perfect, but what I, you know, how, how to, to be better. Uh, and so this week, one of the things that came up for me is uh, time management because my, and I'm very, very cognizant of my time, but it is summer, this yeah. the start of summer, all three of my kids are at home. Uh, this week they had camps on and off. And so 
I have had to sit down again this week and redo my time blocks and what that looks like for me for intentional work time and intentional mom time. Oh, I love that. Do you have like, um, do you have your time blocks constantly changing with like which season you're in, not physical Mm -hmm. seasons of the world, but like seasons of life? Have those change change Absolutely. those? I yes. love that. Yes. And I I will look at it at the end of every single month. Now, sometimes it doesn't change, you know, months one to two, but oftentimes it does. It yeah. in my season of life and where my children are right now, three kids that no one's driving yet. You know, I'm on yeah. the person of all the things. I do find that when I sit down and look at my schedule every single month and plan it out as does, does, is this going to work realistically this month? uh, Or what do I need to change that? I feel more at ease. My kids don't feel the stress that I would feel if it wasn't working out. And I feel I can lay down at night and feel good about my day. Yeah. Oh, I love it. The second question is, what is a goal, big or small, doesn't matter, that we can celebrate with you? Oh, a goal that you can celebrate with me. Either something you've done or something you're working towards. Okay. So we have, okay, two things. We have recently launched our own podcast. So we launched yes. our podcast in February. So, and you have a podcast, so you don't get, you get this, launching a podcast is a lot more behind the scenes and getting ready and how to do every little piece way more than I really realized. Uh, the podcast part, you know, the, the content is, is easy. Yeah. It's all the other little things, behind the RSS feed, so, the freaking I mean, logo, right? <laughs> you know, the things that people don't really know. Yeah. Uh, so I, that is definitely one to celebrate because it is out in the world. We, uh, have an episode that goes live every Tuesday. So weekly episodes. So we are off and running and have a great system in place. So definitely one to celebrate. And we are also about to start a mentorship program. And it's not just for our burn fat and fees clients. It's really for any and every woman who feels like she wants to do more with her life, um, feels like she's just surviving every day versus thriving. So I'm really excited about that. Everyone go check it out. What is the name of your podcast? The burn fat and feast podcast. I could have guessed that (laughs) (laughs) everyone go check out both of those things. That is so amazing. Speaking of which Sarah, where can people find you? Where can people find all the burn fat and feast content? So we are, uh, our website is burnfatandfeast.com and you can find us of course on Apple and Spotify and all the places for our podcast and on Instagram, we are burn fat and feast. So very easy to find us in all the places marketing, <laughs> right, very consistent. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so, so, so incredibly much. You're just joy to talk to. It's so Thank fun. you so much for having me. I, it was, it was an honor and it was so incredibly easy. Oh my God. I just, she is so inspiring. She is such a wonderful human. I just, I adore her so much. Everyone listening. I strongly and highlight bold italicize that word. I strongly recommend going and checking out Sarah Thomas, especially on Instagram. Cause her reels are amazing but also going to her website because the Burn Fat and Feast website has blog posts. It has oodles and oodles of resources. They also have a really popular, ins- or not Instagram, excuse me, uh, Pinterest. She is all over the internet and she is giving away so much information. And I'm just, I'm, I'm in true awe of her. And of course, because she's incredible. She also has a podcast. Um, it is the Burn Fat and Feast podcast. You can find all the links to these in the show notes, by the way. Um, and by the way, you might see a familiar face on that podcast as well. I was taught I was on there a few months ago talking about perfectionism. So I just I strongly recommend, especially if this episode resonated with you, get in her space. She is such a good person to not only learn from, but just 
be inspired by. Like I'm just, I'm true, truly in awe of her. If you enjoyed this episode, please screenshot it, share it with a friend, share it on social media and tag both Sarah and I, she is at burn fat and feast all one word. And I'm of course at life coach Baker until next time, sweet friends. It's been so fun. And I hope you have a beautiful mid September. Where has this time gone? I hope you have a beautiful mid-September and you're decorating your apartments and houses for fall. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Don't forget to go take the free quiz and find out what perfectionist type you are by visiting the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. Also, take a moment to rate the podcast and write a review. It is the best way to get the word out there. Plus, you'll get the chance of having your review read on the show. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.